What's up, you guys? This is episode four of the Floating Nudes podcast, and I'm back with uh, little monkey man, Mikey Barber. What's yeah, going on? Not much, man. Feels great to be in the building. We just put up some uh, some new artwork, so yeah, the room's looking good. I'm feeling inspired. We definitely put up some cool Swifty artwork. And um, what else did we do? We got that third camera angle. Shout out to the roommate, Pasquale, who oh, yeah. is like a master of art and decoration and setting up sets. Yeah. He definitely, uh, I mean, it was a collaborative effort for it sure. Was. I definitely did my fair share. You did your fair share. I was saying before, it's cool as fuck because this is kind of like a, it's just like we have three creative people living in one house. And this room just sort of exemplifies that. We didn't oh, put yeah, that much effort or time or thought into anything. No, it just here. like happened. It just sort of ended up looking like this. Yeah, and we all contributed our own little pieces to it. Yeah. Definitely a nice environment. You, so there's this mannequin arm hanging up. Um, there's like a mannequin fucking body, body hanging up. Um, Squall, the roommate, did the graffiti and art on the um the little mannequin body and mikey you did the the artwork on the mannequin arm how much so i'm not a visual artist i don't do anything visual yeah I, i've always struggled with it i've always had cool ideas i'm like oh man this would be cool as fuck to draw and i did a little bit of sketching and etching and shit in high school um on notebooks and whatnot but nothing was ever that cool or i was never that stoked to show any of it or anything yeah but I always um, had an appreciation for visual art. It was just never something I was gifted at naturally, and I never took the time to develop the skills. What is that process like for you? Because I know that you're pretty, I mean, you have a unique visual artistic oh, style. Yeah. It's kind of like messy at this point in time. I want to refine it a little bit, but yeah, there's definitely something there that I'd like to hone in on a little bit more. Yeah. You know? What is the process like getting into it and actually drawing and um, expressing yourself through visual arts? For me, it depends on the point in time and like what I'm trying to accomplish with whatever piece it is that I'd be doing. But honestly, like 90% of the artwork that I've ever done in my life has been in a freaking classroom. Like when I'm not paying attention Fucking to the lesson, just like so bored of listening to the lecture the teacher's giving that I automatically am forced to write something down or like draw some shit just yeah. because like your brain is like, fuck all yeah, this. There's all yeah. this shit going on. It's like your ADHD needs an outlet. Yeah. This creative mumbo jumbo oh, inside yeah. your head is like, if I don't put something out somehow, oh, yeah. some way, I'm going to explode. Yeah. And it turns this. into your hand drawing whatever the fuck you draw yeah. on the notepad. She had this energy brewing inside my mind and yeah. like just listening to some boring ass lesson plan for my teachers killed me in class. So I would always have to draw some shit. So Do you, is it like you have a vision and then you reverse engineer the vision onto the paper or you start with some lines or squiggles and go, huh, that kind of looks like eyes or that kind of looks like an arm. That's the way that I do it. The I second really, way? The, yeah, the, the second way. Improv kind of? Yeah, I don't think that that's how most people do it. I kind of get the feeling that it makes sense that people have a vision that they have in their head and then they start from square one to achieve that. Mm -hmm. Me, I usually develop my vision of the piece as I'm as going you go. along. I'll usually start with something like I might have like a general idea of like something that would be cool or like at least the style of whatever picture I'm trying to do. Yeah. Like in my head, but 
I don't know. Like I said, it depends on the point in time. I feel like you have a natural style, though, that just comes out. At least that's how it appears, you know? When you do your visual art, do, I mean, and like you said, your shit isn't really refined. No, but I, just, I just do it in class, yeah. Your doodles that I've seen, your sketches, I don't know. It just, it looks like there's something naturally unique about it. There's something that is just up there. Like, you don't have a choice. When, oh, yeah. When you go ahead and you make your art, it looks as if you don't have a choice in the fact that the style of it is just your style. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Like when you're saying I have the style, this and that, it's not like it's something I try to do. Yeah. It's not like I even could do anything else if I tried. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even if I wanted it to have a different style or like take a different approach, I don't think I'd be able to, at least not right now. Like when I'm doing my artwork, it just is how it is, you yeah. know, and it all kind of has Would that. you even want to change the style? Are you proud of it? Like when you look, no, yeah. when you look back at your style, are you like, eh, I wish it was more da 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 da. No, I love it. Like in essence, you know what I mean? I love the way that it is. I love where it's coming from. Um, I would just like it to be more refined. Like I'm saying, yeah, you know? I hear you. Um, so what do you think the process is to get it more refined? I think it takes practice. I think I need to spend more time actually doing this shit. Yeah. I also think that I need to like be more careful as I'm doing my artwork instead of just kind of carelessly scribbling. Um, also use more professional tools like instead of just loose leaf paper and an ink pen, like mm -hmm. actually have whatever like colored pencils or whatever video software or not video software, but like digital software that I could use to like kind of transmute it into something that's more. Yeah. Are you afraid that taking those steps, getting more into it, taking it more seriously, developing it more, are you afraid that doing that is going to put pressure on yourself and fuck it up? Like, the reason why I bring this up, I remember, and I used to love playing basketball in middle school, and I was decent, and I made the team JV, and I was okay, and I played, but I was, I was not a star or anything, and um, I... Just remember getting into high school basketball and the pressure that was put on me. You know, I love playing basketball. Yeah. I, it was just fun. I, I enjoyed running up and down the court and getting rebounds and shooting the ball and getting blocked. Yeah, it was like, just fucking fun. Good activity. You know? um, but then when there's some 65-year-old coach like screaming Yelling. in your face and there's spit flying out of his, his mouth. His face is beaming with redness. Yeah, and it's, it, there's bright red frustrated anger directed, directed towards yeah. <laughs> you. It's like, fuck, man. Yeah. I, you know? And then it, it turns, at least for me, that type of shit turned me off, at least with basketball. Um, do you think that that type of stress, that type of pressure... Well, do you think that type of stress or pressure would exist? Not at all. Not for me, at least. Yeah, because I don't feel like that with floating roots. Yeah. I don't feel that... I guess it's... I guess what that is is external pressure. That's what I was about uh, to say. If there was someone, like, coaching me through it and being super rigid and, like, guiding my process with a freaking iron fist, mm -hmm. then I would probably Living up to stress. somebody's expectations. Somebody yeah. being like... It's, it's almost as if... It's you're letting them down. You have people to let down, yeah. you know? Like you don't want to let down your coach. You don't you don't want to let down your school. You, yeah. you don't want to let down your parents yeah. when you're playing basketball. And it freaking sucks too, because you can feel the coach's frustration and you know that you're like the cause of it. And yeah. you know that 
his anger. I forgot freaking, to play. Yeah. I missed the shot. Yeah, and it's I mean. not just the coach, too. Like, it's the whole team. It's the fucking crowd. And yeah. this is just, like, high school basketball. Yeah. That was, like, nothing. Yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely felt but that so stress as well. And so the internal... I think that's just like differences in people, you know? Yeah. I think certain people don't have much internal pressure yeah. that they put on themselves. Or I don't know if it's as much that as it is people respond differently to internal versus external pressure. Yeah, I'm really yeah. I think I'm really turned off. Well, I don't know. That's that's an interesting thing to look into. Is yeah. The the combination of it. So do you, so, you know, you doing art, do you think that you have internal pressure that you apply to yourself? Not with visual art. Um, honestly, like with my writing a little bit and like other things that I would like to be doing, it's nothing that stresses me out or that I feel overwhelmed by, but there's this part of me that like feels pressured to take it more seriously and feels pressured to be more adamant on doing artwork every day and like really kind of refining my craft mm -hmm. and like honing in on these skills that um i think i have you know or at least finding out how deep that skill goes do, um, do you think that internal pressure do you think that's called ambition do you think that's what ambition is just internal pressure to do good at something yeah or do you think ambition is more so about i have goals lofty goals that i need to achieve you I think, know, I think it's definitely a little bit of both. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think there's an internal pressure that exists there. And I think that's what drives what leads to the goals being created. Yeah. yeah I think that in essence, um, and then the ambition, the ambition is like what drives the effort of the talent and the passion to reach the goals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you can't have ambition without goals and you can't achieve those goals without that pressure that you, you have said you yourself. can't have ambition without goals. Yeah. I feel like it's the opposite. Well, that's not true. I, th I think you're right. I that's think you're I right. Think, yeah. I was going to say you can't have goals without ambition. I think the correct way to say what I was going to say is you can't have lofty goals, high goals without yeah. ambition. Or yeah. you can. You can have high goals without ambition, yeah. but that's just being delusional. Yeah, I guess that's, you can just have like an ambiguous ambition about something. I want to have a million dollars. I wish yeah. I had. I'm going to have a it's one That's thing, just fantasy though, it's dude. One that's thing not even to, ambition. Right. It's one thing to say I want to have a million dollars. It's one thing to be like, I wish I had a million dollars. Oh, man. And it's a different thing to be like, I'm going to have a million dollars. Yeah. And then someone's like, how? Well, like, how are you going to get a million dollars? And then not have a concrete plan or a concrete talent they're choosing to develop. or You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a difference between those two things. And I feel like without that concrete plan, um, it kind of shows that they're not taking it that seriously. And they may have that ambition, but they wouldn't have that internal pressure to drive them to do the things needed in order to achieve that goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that shows when someone maybe says that they want a million dollars or that they're gonna get a million dollars, but there's nothing really showing that they do that'll get them there. Mm -hmm. I think that shows that they lack that internal pressure. You know, yeah. they lack that drive to yeah. get to that goal. And I think that's where that plays in or how that plays in. Yeah. Do you think everybody has internal pressure just to different degrees? Yeah, and I think it also depends on what they have an internal pressure about. You yeah. know what I mean? I think certain people are pressured by certain things more than others. What about people that are directionless? They don't know what they want to do, and they don't know 
where they want to go and they are just sort of autopilot zombie walking around. They don't know why they're doing what they're doing when they're at work or at class. They just want to get home and smoke their jewel and watch Netflix. Yeah. And repeat, you know, and they just, and they almost don't care. They don't care where their life is going and they just continue down paths that are laid for them. They just follow the breadcrumb trail. Yeah. Um, I forgot what my original question to that was. I I think I was asking if, do you you think, like, that lack of direction, that lack of ambition, do you think there's something untapped that they need to tap into? Or do you think they just, people, some people are just like that? I don't know. (laughs) I think that's a really hard question to answer. But, um... Like I said earlier, that might be a little bit of both things. Yeah. Just because I think that a lot of people do have that potential, or it, honestly, everybody has the potential to be something and make something of themselves uh, and actually live a fulfilling life that they're passionate about yeah. and put energy towards something that they enjoy putting energy towards. But um, I think it varies in each person, like how much of that exists, you know, how much potential they have to mm-hmm. really devote themselves to a cause. Um, so that would be my two cents on it. Like everyone has the potential to not be that, mm-hmm. but I think some people may be more inclined to live that kind of a lifestyle than others. Yeah. Yeah. I Just think based on their personality, I think certain people have a hard, I have a hard time with authority. Oh, same. I have a hard time being told what to do and to just put my trust in somebody else yeah just hey listen do this trust me this is what you're supposed to do don't question just fucking do this this is the way to go go i can't i can't go yeah exactly or i will go if i know okay i have to do this to play these rules and play this game yeah in order to receive whatever it is that i have to receive from this process yes to take and put towards my internal goals my drive yes. what i want to do you know yeah i think that sounds a little selfish but i don't know i don't think well i have goals that are genuinely and truly altruistic i genuinely truly want to help people i genuinely and truly want to do good for others but i really i need to be doing them on my terms you know what i mean yeah no, i don't I know why I it's, it's just like it rubs me wrong if it's just, hey, you're you're part of this bigger cause and you're not really doing that much, but you're playing a part in it. Exactly. I don't I don't know. That I guess that's just like a personality thing. I just feel like certain people would be better in those kinds of positions than I would be, and I would be better doing my own thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's true. So I feel the same way. It's not that there's anything wrong with being that way or like kind of being submissive to authority and like yeah. playing that part in a team, but part part of me thinks there is something a little wrong about it. I think it depends on I the think scenario. there's such a thing as healthy skepticism. I think there's such a thing as healthy doubt. You know, like I think people need to be more, people need to ask more questions and they need to be thoroughly 
engaged in the question asking process, you know? I know. What you Don't mean. blindly trust your government or your boss or your religion. Like really thoroughly to the best of your ability question it. Cuz you to, to me the whole thing is you have to recognize that everything that we play a part in yeah. is just some shit that somebody else did. Any authority figure that you're submitting to, to whatever level you're submitting to that authority figure, that's just another person. person. And it's fun. Like, there's people that are smarter than me. There's people that have more knowledge than me. There's, you know, there's people who have spent more time in a certain field or developing a certain skill or reading certain things that they have more than me in something and in engaging with them i can take something away from it you know yeah that's 100 percent true that 100 percent exists but at the same time to say that people that have that over me to say that those people have a, a philosophy or a way of living or a moral code that is better than what seems right to me. It's you I think whenever you're in a situation like that, you need to really question shit. You need to really say, okay, hold on. What yeah. what what am I really exactly. agreeing to? Understand what's really going on. Yeah, what am I really playing a part in? Like you hear stories of 15-year-olds who get drunk and for the first time and they end up getting on the phone and calling somebody who is like black or gay and, and saying really fucked up shit to them, you know? And outside of that scenario, they don't really normally engage in that behavior. Yeah. But when they're drunk and with their friends and somebody they think is cool, somebody they're looking up to. Yeah, they're trying to impress. And that person's like, yo, you know it'd be funny as fuck? If we do this thing, yeah, and that drunk fifteen-year-old isn't really taking the time to step back and question the morality of the actions he or she is engaging in, exactly, and they end up like, yeah, let's do it. Let's internet bully. Let's say racial slurs. Whatever the fuck they're doing, yeah, yeah, they're not really engaging in that moral code questioning. Yeah, they're losing they're, their individuality to the group thing. They're they're, they're conforming to shit that they honestly wouldn't even agree with otherwise. Yeah. So and, I definitely hear you out. Yeah, and I think they're submitting to, and I think it's really uncomfortable for certain friends, certain people to say a, a certain friend of theirs is almost like an authority figure. You know what I mean? So, I think but it's kind of common. That honestly. shit exists, like yeah. especially in high school. You know, oh, yeah, for somebody sure. is like cooler, or there's like the hottest girl, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and, and people. Those friends look up to that person. Yeah. They like want to be more like that exactly. person. Exactly. They look up to them. And if that person is doing fucked up shit, but has like followers, those people just do what that person's doing. Exactly. And I. It's like they're looking for like guidance in that person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I think they're slightly lost. They're, they don't have direction. They, they don't have their own moral code. I think it's really hard to develop your own way of being to develop your own moral code, your own way of perceiving the world and moving forward. And I think since it's so hard, that's a huge part of the reason why there's so much submission to authority like figures going on. Oh, 
They, they're t yeah. here's, here's the answers. The, this guy's got the answers. Yeah. Or, you know, this book has the answers. Or we have to trust the law or whatever it is, you know. Here, it's a code. I don't have to think about the code. There, I don't have to realize anything. I don't mm -hmm. have to figure anything out. It's all been figured out. Yeah, exactly. Just follow the Bible. Follow the laws. Whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's like the easy way out. I'm not saying the Bible is wrong. I'm not saying the law is wrong. It should be questioned, though. Just take, take it in. Question it. And go, move from there. But, exactly. But I also don't know if that's good advice to people who don't thoroughly understand and delve into the world of like the use uh like the thorough genuine use of logic you know like to research like i took a class in college formal logic it was fucking crazy Lo logic and logic it's funny because logic is uh, a dao a digital audio workplace is that what it stands for do you even know what do you mean like it, basically a beat making yeah. software? Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm not talking about the, the DAO. I'm not talking about that. Not the Dao de Zhang and not Logic the Rapper. <laughs> not the Dao de Zhang, which is a whole other thing. I don't know if we butcher that pronunciation or not. But I mean, there's a really sick, but I don't know if it's like the Bible of Taoism. But I know it's a pretty respected book in the religion of Taoism and it's like 80 pages Beautiful. Of like poetry. It's so beautiful, man. It might be called the Tao Te Ching, the Tao Te Zhang. I don't know, but it's it doesn't really matter. Unbelievable! It's amazing. Yeah, and I'm really into it, and I got Mikey into it. I haven't read it in so long, but in high school I was really into it. Um, but no, that was such a sidetrack. <laughs> logic, um, formal logic. It's insane. It's fucking that class. If they take certain rules of logic and i don't know if i'm gonna remember it well enough to do it uh, to serve it justice right now but it's basically like um some rule like if certain certain thing exists and then if certain thing exists then other certain thing exists or is true you know so like if basically, then basically a premise yeah like and it'd be x if x then y mm -hmm. you know and to, to look at the truth value of X in relation to Y. Or like, if X and Y, then Z. Or if X and Z, and X, those variables are all the same. If X and Z, not Y. Is that possible? You know what I'm saying? No, I hear what so you're saying. To like, and they make it like mathematical equations. Like, yeah, there's like a formula you, like, basis with you, it. You have like your formal logic notebook will You'll have X and then an arrow, like if then, X, arrow, Y, like, and then I don't know if they use equal signs. They have one symbol in it where there's like one arrow going this way and one arrow going that way. And it's like, it's like, a, like a squiggly arrow you're saying? Or no, like, like equal signs, yeah. but both like one equal sign has an arrow like that. And one equal sign has an arrow what like that. Hell, and it's, it, dude, it was it's like a transference of knowledge. It, it, <laughs> it was such an unbelievable class. It was one of the, I think it was the most frustrating class I took. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it was one of the most rewarding classes I took. Because engaging in logic in that way, in that mathematical way, some of it, there's certain points and certain times of it where it's so confusing and weird and hard and just difficult. and uh, Probably frustrating as hell. That's what I'm saying. Unintuitive, you know? It's like, what the fuck? fuck am I doing? What does this mean? Like, yeah. what the hell is this shit? You know? 
and then, um, but once you figure it out and you do like seven or eight problems and it makes sense and you understand it and you know what you're doing, you're like, fuck, this is crazy. You know, I think, you, you uh, gain this really sick yeah. fulfilling of achievement, fulfillment, you know, it's cool as fuck. I think taking a course like that can be beneficial to literally everybody. And I think those kinds of things are enormously undervalued. I think that type of shit is ridiculously undervalued. It's crazy when you think about it, like in simplest terms, humans think all the time. You essentially can't turn your thinking off. Mm -hmm. And the essence of thinking is logic. We use logic to think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Logic is so, our tool for thinking. Logic is our tool for finding truth, you know? Yeah. And so if we're thinking beings and all we do all day is think, and that's basically what shapes our experience because we take things in and analyze them and we use logic without even understanding how to use logic properly mm -hmm. or what formally? the essence, yeah, formally or what the essence of logic is, I just feel like you're misguided. Yeah. And I feel like even me, like I didn't take that course, but doing something like that, it would be so amazing. It's monumentally so, yeah. important if you want to develop your own moral code. But that's the thing. It's too fucking hard for most people, you know? Yeah. Most people, or they're not even exposed to this shit. You know, people don't, this is. This isn't talked about. Dude. This was a class I took minoring in philosophy at a public honors college in liberal arts yeah. in Florida. What most people would just call La La Land. Nobody goes there. No. I, I'm not saying that in a highfalutin way. I'm just saying nobody fucking, people aren't in that world, you yeah. know? People are born and they go to school and you know, their parents like the tr Portland Trailblazers and yeah. so they wear their Portland Trailblazers jersey and they watch the game and they eat popcorn and then they're 13 all of a sudden and they have a yeah. crush on a girl and they text her and she doesn't text back and then that guy gets upset so he joins the football team and starts lifting weights yeah. and gets into using physical strength as a way to feel better about his insecurities and then he loses his virginity and feels like he's becoming a man and then he ends up graduating high school and falling in love with somebody else and getting really into being a mechanic and now he's a 55-year-old Portland Trailblazer fan who has three children he needs to provide for being a car mechanic. There's no time there yeah. to get into taking a formal logic class to rethink his entire religious and philosophical moral structure. Like, yeah. be, people, people don't are, give a fuck about it. Those and people that's are fine. living in the world of sports and pop culture. It's fine. Like, yeah. I don't mean, I'm not saying, like... That's dumb. I, I'm saying I get it. That's just, the that's the world we're living in. It really is. But I just think it's, un, I think the best we've already worded it the best way. It's just undervalued. Yeah. To to engage in the endeavor of understanding how logic works and science. Science is another thing people really really need to have an appreciation for more than they currently do. And I really think. This is getting pretty crazy what I'm about to say. Oh shit. But I think that I think this is like my theory, you know? There's always so for a while um actually I don't even know if I know the history of this as well as I'd like to. But there's always been this interplay between religion and government, you know, and in terms of the the societal authority figure, mm -hmm. you know? And but for a long time religion and and government were intertwined. And then somewhere along the way, we made sure those two are playing separate entities for us. And um, there's still a little bit of confusion in that. Some people think there should be religion in government. 
in, in a sense, there is still hints of religion in government. Like in the Pledge I, of Allegiance, we talk about God, you know. There's, there's a lot of re religious thought involved in our current governmental exactly. situation. Exactly. There's, there's definitely a religious undertone to, I think, the government in general. Yeah, and, and imagine my thing that I think is going to happen, maybe not in our lifetimes, maybe we're slowly watching it happen. I think the role that religion plays um, at a societal level, I think science is slowly emerging as a better... I want, to, I want to say a better way to do things, you know? Mm -hmm. And science, a lot of people think like there's certain things that religion touches on that science doesn't even touch on. Science isn't even in the realm of. Maybe they're right. But I think where science gets left out, I think philosophy, exactly. ethics. Exactly. I was about to say like morality would be something that science leaves out, but philosophy can fill that hole. Right. And the scientific method is what we're using to find empirical data to give us evidence for truth to believe in, in terms of what truly physically exists. Right. And the scientific method is based on the rules of formal logic. You know, mm -hmm. the scientific method logically makes sense. That's the core foundation of science itself. Yeah, that's what logic. science is built upon. Science is built upon the scientific method. The scientific method is built upon logic. Yes. Right? Um, so, science works for what it works for. And the world of ethics and the world of how we should be behaving. Philosophy does that. There's a lot of disagreement there. But there, it, why there's so much disagreement in philosophy and in ethical theory and meta-ethical theory... It's because it's fucking hard. It's because it's complicated. Yeah, there's it's no not, cut and dry answer. It's, it's just not, not black and white. Exactly. It's not a black and white world. And religion makes it black and white. So it's so easy. It but is. It's, but, and religion isn't horrible. I'm not saying religion's wrong. Or no, the religion whole, does beautiful thing. things for the world. Religion does do genuinely beautiful things for the world. But I think as we continue to progress, um, technologically, scientifically, yeah. socially, um, we're going to have more willingness to engage in philosophical, ethical endeavors. Mm -hmm. I hope, I hope, you know, because yeah. I think, I think that leads to a more genuine, authentic understanding of how we should be. Yeah. You know? So basically what you're saying is science and philosophy would fill the whole of religion more efficiently than religion is doing right now or, or, yeah. or play the role of religion in essence like that's in terms of like a, a guideline for your life how people turn to religion instead of that have people abide by philosophical thought and um, be familiar with science and basically live in that kind of a mindset where they're just thinking about things through that scope instead of the religious scope and you're yeah. saying that that would be more efficient than religion that's what I'm saying okay which is a bold... You just, yeah, you just you put a lot out there. I was making sure I was catching it all. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. But that's a... I just said that on the podcast. You know, like, that's a bold thing to say. I think people should be able to say bold things without being afraid of being ridiculed. And I don't dislike... I don't dislike people that are religious. I don't hold anything against people who are religious. You know? But I think in me saying certain things, I'm offending a lot of religious people. Because, and it makes sense that I am because I'm basically saying, hey, all that shit that you believe in, it's not the best way to go. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So it makes sense that I'm offending that, you know? But and that's really core to a lot of people. It is, it is. So I understand that that's offensive and, and dangerous territory to walk. Yeah. Um, it, it's cool though, because you're okay with them disagreeing. You know I, what I mean? Right, you're I not, am. You're not forcing your ideals upon these people. Right. And in, so. at the end of the day, I'm super willing to shake hands on a disagreement and go get a beer. Yeah. You know, and play pool or watch a basketball game. Yeah, just get back to the basics. Just away shoot from all the this shit, fucking, man. Like yeah. tell jokes, watch a comedy special, like fuck around, like enjoy someone else's presence. Yeah. Enjoy someone else's personality. Yeah, the simple things in life rather than all this fucking lofty mumbo jumbo we've right. been talking about. I am concerned there's not enough of that as well. What? I have, I'm pretty opinionated, you know, and I, I put a lot of thought and time and effort into the things that I am opinionated about. The things that I don't know about, I try not to speak on, you know, but the things that I hold strong to, like the value of science, the value of logic and philosophy, and how I think that those things should be valued more so in society. Like the, me saying those things, I'm very staunch on those things. I really believe those are positive things. If somebody completely disagrees with me, like I genuinely will be able to appreciate them and spend time with them and wish them the best and hope they live a good life and hope they have fun and they love their family and they experience gratitude and joy and all this shit. I genuinely, truly like exist in that way. And I think there's too much of the opposite going on where this motherfucker doesn't believe in what I believe, this fucking Democrat or this fucking Republican or yeah. this fucking atheist or this fucking Catholic, yeah. whatever it is, whatever side you're on, there's too much of this guy is a fucking idiot. This guy is like yeah. living the wrong way. This the way this guy's living, and then I don't even want to fucking talk to that. Fuck that person. It's crazy because at our core, what you're basically saying is we're all the same. You right. know what I mean? Like we have the same emotion taking place. We all are human beings. We live similar experiences. Right. So I just think like. I don't know, if people thought more deeply about that instead of living in this superficial world, then that could be recognized more easily. Yeah. Because in essence, we are the same people. Not the same people, I mean. We are the same kind of We're thing. the same thing. Yeah, we are. We're all homo sapien. Yeah. We're all the same fucking being. Yeah, exactly. We're all the same animal. We're all programmed the exact same way. In terms of our DNA, you know, well, mm -hmm. not, I mean, there's slight variation. Yeah. But the variations are slight and it makes yeah. us all unique. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. Sometimes it clouds people's judgment. Everybody needs love and support from someone else. Everybody, self esteem that's genuine always feels good. Um, everybody needs sleep. You know, like there's just really, <laughs> really similar fucking things between us all. Yeah. And there's a lot of differences, but I, I, there's a lot going on too in terms of where you're placing emphasis. Mm -hmm. Like you can focus on the differences or you can focus on the similarities or you can focus on the differences with a positive attitude. I don't know. There's just a lot of ways to go about it. And I think th there's too much of, especially now. Yeah. Shit is, I was listening to... I think it was the Joe Rogan podcast, and I don't remember who he was having on. Or maybe it was the Sam Harris podcast. I don't know. There was some smart motherfuckers <laughs> talking about what was going on. 
and the words culture war were being brought up. And that's, that's we're living through a culture yeah, war. Definitely, there's, definitely. There's a fucking culture war going on, man. It's, it's crazy, bro. People are real hostile and defensive about a lot of shit. Yeah. People need to calm down and be more accepting and take a breather. Yeah. I mean, shit's hitting the fan, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, shit, I think social media and the internet is exposing shit that wasn't previously exposed. And now, it's pretty obvious, eh, well, there's things that are happening that are now undebatably observable, you know? Mm -hmm. And some of those things people didn't want to believe existed. Mm Mm-hmm. And now that they're in the forefront and on Facebook and there's live yeah. video coverage of it. Getting exposure. All the fuck over the place and shit. You know, there's really firmly held beliefs that are being challenged. Some people are willing to disavow those beliefs and move on. Some people are tribalistically holding on to beliefs and yeah. you fucking know. Yeah. You know what you, I mean? Do you have like an example in mind? or Like police, certain, like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to ask you for an example, but like, I'm trying to gain a better understanding. Like, of the thing that was coming to mind was how at times there's police brutality towards people pretty much precedented on their skin color. I think that's pretty obvious. That is. You know, to say fuck all of the police, that's very debatable. To say African American, to say black people are over exaggerating, that's extremely. Debatable, a very bold claim to make. Yeah. I think what's objective is at times there's extremely racist, unfair behavior engaged on the side of the police to the black community. Mm-hmm. That is fucked up. That part, that's fucking true. You can't, you can't debate that. And it sucks, dude. To, to, it's sad. But from there, sides. Serious sides yeah serious yeah. fucking conflict um and it's really it's you like you say one thing right now in this conversation and this side of people are, are you yeah. how could you fucking say that yeah this side how could you fucking you know uh, oh yeah. you're gonna stand up for the police oh my god or dude. this side like Oh, like you think that black people da da da. I feel like it's our worst nightmare to go viral off saying some shit that just people disagree with and everyone fucking goes in a. It's way, well, that's yeah. it's, we're in a culture yeah. war. Yeah, it's like yeah, like that. Honestly, could potentially happen, but I hope it doesn't. I don't know, <laughs> and I think I'd like to say that I'm a pretty independent thinker, and I'd like to, but I honestly think that I tend to lean towards the side of pro- progression. You know, I'm, I'm more progressive than I am conservative. And I'm more so on the side of Black Lives Matter than I am on the side of Blue Lives Matter. Is that a thing? I've seen bumper stickers that say Blue Lives Matter. Damn, bro. Bumper stickers definitely mean it's official, so they're, um, they're getting the word out there. But the shit is so fucking complicated. And it's, again, it's something I don't have... I haven't engaged in this to the level where I feel thoroughly comfortable expressing anything more than I've expressed. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's people, if, if, anyone's, if anybody's watching this, you know, and if it's people that I know that are watching this, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, they really want me to say something right now. And I, I don't, <laughs> I just need to understand more. 
you know before you like develop a more concrete opinion i don't want to say something that in six months from now i'm gonna be like i was a fucking idiot back then yeah you know i don't shit like that happens though and that's okay it's okay it's okay it's totally fine it's really important to when you realize something you didn't realize before yeah to admit you know i was wrong in the past yeah there's a lot of maturity in that people don't do that no a lot of people argue to win most people argue to win and not to understand objectively the truth outside of yeah. themselves. And that's another thing that's sick about philosophy is it's not about like competition with the freaking debate. It's literally about coming to an objective conclusion. Yeah. And it's about coming to the most truthful understanding that you can gain about something. It's not about someone's opinion being more correct than the other one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like two people trying to achieve the same goal of developing a more clear understanding mm -hmm. so yeah shit like that needs to be more common instead of holding this resentment towards the other side yeah and trying so hard to force your opinion over theirs you know what i mean like yeah. make it known that your opinion is better than the other person's or that what you believe is true and what they believe is false like mm -hmm. i don't know that needs to be done away with people it's, it's immature as shit dude. i agree i agree i think it comes from people's identity and their self-esteem being wrapped up in their beliefs. Yeah. And when that's happening, when their beliefs are being challenged, that's where all this heat and beef comes from. Ah, oh, word, you motherfucker, yeah. like you think this, little bitch, like all this shit, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the it's that, as that anger, it's that yeah. fucking anger yeah. that's coming from like, since you believe this, you're encroaching on who I am. Don't you fucking do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like. That's what's going on. That's why it's, that's why it's about winning and not finding objective truth. And people are attached. That's People's, nuts to me. That's so nuts. I know. That's not how I am. That's not how you are. Yeah, people are real defensive about their identity, just in general. I don't even. I'm not even saying that's an issue, but that's something that fascinates me. You know what I mean? Like when who you are as an individual is like not being respected, how that can so quickly piss somebody off. Yeah. It's just so fascinating to me. Disrespect is an interesting thing to look into. Yeah. Because outside of all this, outside of beliefs, right? If when someone's just treating your existence with disrespect, it hurts. That's it's fucked up. Yeah. It's not cool. It's it's weird how that it's weird how that is. I think it's because we're so social. Yeah. We need other, we need love, you know? Yeah, seriously. We need to feel like we matter to other people. Exactly. And when we don't, we're not getting enough of that, and instead we're getting a lot of disrespect. It hurts, you know? And that's when people, from that pain, people either wallow in it and close themselves off and cry in their bedrooms, or they get really fucking angry and really defensive yeah. there's a pain that happens and then they need to react to it mm -hmm. um it is really interesting though dis disrespect it's weird where disrespect comes from somebody acting disrespectful and it's weird like growing up and shit you always hear disrespect in the context of like disrespecting authority yeah and, and it's like, true and like in school you're not supposed to disrespect your teacher and what they consider talking back and what I would consider um, making my point, yeah. they would consider disrespectful. You're questioning the, yeah. don't question my authority. Dude, that shit would that like, idea. drive me An nuts, An authority dude. that's saying don't question my authority is the exact authority you need to be questioning. 
It's, it's exactly right. Any authority saying, don't question my authority, question that authority, you know? Yeah. Because why the fuck are they saying that? If that, mean, that means they're afraid that if you question their authority, you're going to get to a different point. And that means that maybe their authority isn't based on objective truth, you know? Yeah, I know. And I, I, think, I think there's a lot of authority that exists that comes from a place of there's not as much self-love as there should be. And so they're getting external love to fill self-love holes yeah. through other people and it's not even being like, their yeah. sub submissive followers, yeah. their, their students or their, I, I don't know. It's what not it, even a genuine love, you know? It's like a position of power that yeah. they're fucking The idea that power extorting. corrupts. Yeah. Power corrupts. That's, an, that's interesting. Do yeah. you think power always corrupts? Do you think there's any time where somebody gains power and it doesn't corrupt them? Yeah. I think so too. Just off intuition, I feel like I've seen cases where people will... I think people like Martin Luther yeah. King and Gandhi and people, I've, people who gain power and don't have corruption with it, we look at like they're fucking saints. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that... You don't want it. You don't want to believe it's that hard. You yeah. know. You don't want to believe, but I think that's literally what it fucking is. Like it's rare. people like John Lennon and like gone people that, like Bob Marley. Yeah. Like we look up to these people and we're like, oh my god, like wow. Yeah. And I and really, it's amazing though to have like a public figure like that have so much respect and have them actually be a kind-hearted individual and have them actually be like a, a pure person. Instead of all these fucking corrupted people in power that mm -hmm. I feel like we're forced to deal with, that when someone like MLK comes or someone like Bob Marley comes, that people are just in awe mm -hmm. about the beauty of who they are as a person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think that, like, that's part of the reason why there's so much like appraisal there because it's so rare. Yeah. And we're so used to dealing with corruption that something that pure is just refreshing. I think they're only so amazing in relation to the other public figures. Yeah. You know, you just compare them to other people that are celebrities or that are big. And that's where they, that's why they shine. That's why John Lennon mm -hmm. is so amazing. And that's mm -hmm. why Bob Marley or MLK or Gandhi is so amazing is you can, you compare them to other people and you go, wow, fucking, I don't know who, I don't want to badmouth any other person in, in history, <laughs> but just fucking person why wasn't it that punk band sure as fuck didn't do that yeah. that other president sure as fuck didn't think that way mm -hmm. you know um i don't know i think yeah i think i think it's really hard to come from a place of self-love and spreading self-love for the sake of spreading it and really genuinely doing that and not just having that be words to get yeah. you elected, yeah. or words to get your music out Yeah, there. to get that status, to get that position, whatever the fuck it may be. To just genuinely do that. Yeah. It's just, it's really rare. People, it is. It's hard for people to do that. I don't know. I, I think a lot of factors are involved in actually getting to a point like that. Mm -hmm. I think though, people need to look at that as something to achieve. You know what I mean? That should be a goal for people. And yeah. I don't think it is at all. That's like a goal of mine. Yeah. That's really a goal of mine. Yeah. I really Same. try as best as I can to make sure my mind is right. And I am living as healthy as I possibly can physically and mentally and emotionally. 
and go from there and then be a positive influence in other people's yeah. lives and not be negative, not be disrespectful to other people unnecessarily, mm -hmm. you know? I really genuinely try to be like that. Yeah. And people, I, th I think people, more people should be like that. Yeah, That's, that exactly. would That would make a better, in my opinion, that would make a better world. People need to hone in on their empathy because I think everyone has it and it's there and they have this compassion for other people, but it's almost like it gets cast aside mm -hmm. and it gets ignored. And people aren't they're, they're, choosing to develop their empathy yeah like their mind gets convoluted with all this other shit going on and their fucking focus is on these other things that in my opinion don't mean nearly as much as just being compassionate to another human being yeah i really genuinely hope mindfulness and meditation become more popular yeah and become more respected become more cool if uh, if mindfulness and meditation become cool, like if they, if those become like cultural things, yeah. if those are as, if mindfulness and meditation and being sane and being in tune with yourself and in control of your emotions becomes as cool as Rolexes and Bugattis and fake boobs, we're on, we're on a really good path. I agree. I agree. And with something like that, would you think it would be um, integrated into pop culture as we know it? Or do you think it would be like, um, a separate entity from pop culture as a whole. Do you know what I mean? I think it depends on people. Like, a rapper that... Imagine a rapper that had the superficial shit going on. Yeah. And, like, would rap about partying and, and VIP bottle service and stunting and flexing and all that shit. Mm -hmm. But also in the same song talks about like meditation and making sure his mind is right and really genuinely authentically and obviously coming from a place of love and positivity and empathy and wanting to spread it yeah what comes to I, mind to me is like underachievers i think we have pretty much i think we have a few rappers like that yeah. i think chance the rapper is in a similar similar category um under yeah but underachievers are really into some um, some ideology, some new age ideology that to a lot of people I think is confusing slash off-putting. Yeah, yeah. You know? Still though, I think that's where they're coming from. You know what I mean? They like, are coming from that place, totally. Um, I agree. I don't know who, el who else comes to mind um, that does that. I don't know. I think other rappers would say they're like that, but I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, I'll say Oliver Tree because he makes a reference to mindfulness a couple of times, and like Oliver Tree is definitely a he's a fucking conundrum to me. Dude, I love shit like that. It's so entertaining. I love like filling my mind with those kinds of questions of like, who the fuck is this? Right. Guy? That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Who is Oliver Tree really? really? Yeah. How much of his persona is a persona, you know? Yeah. Who is he behind his album cover and his style? Who is that person? Yeah. I don't know. It's really, that. it's a conundrum to me, you know? I love the sound of his music. Yeah, and he's I, a I, talented motherfucker. His shit popped up on my Spotify Discover Weekly, one of his songs, and it was about mindfulness or meditation. That's what or I'm saying. Shit. And I was like, fuck, this is... 
so good. Like, I love this. Yeah. His song with Weathen, When I'm Down. I don't oh, know if you've heard that. Yeah, no, it's amazing. So good, bro. I yeah. love that song. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It That shit's so crazy to me. And then the other, there was this guy, what was, remember we were watching that interview that Oliver Tree had with that one guy. Dude. Who that, talks like this kind of yeah you know bro yeah. like that, 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 that guy wow. was that guy was actually off-putting to me like oliver tree i can deal with i don't like, know that guy's name but i know he has a youtube presence i don't yeah. know i wish i could like reference his name but yeah that guy's another conundrum to me yeah who are you really like yeah what is going on inside of that mind you yeah. know like, like what what are you holding on to that's giving you validation yeah where is your self-esteem coming from who are you? What do you stand yeah. for? Why are you choosing to breathe every day? Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know if he knows. I don't have I have no idea. I can't speak on it. Yeah. It's something but, that's beyond me that I'm yeah. seriously It's super fascinating though. You yeah. I mean? I'm thoroughly fascinated and by And the it. fact that they get all this mainstream attention, you know what I mean? Like these are people that are known and they're this way that I can't fucking figure people out. People love it. It's a new kind of fucking person, dude. 2018. Yeah. You know what I mean? People like that have never existed before. I feel like there's a lot of that going a on. A lot of new kinds of people. New kinds of people. And like they're being accepted and loved. I don't know if it's new kinds of... Maybe it is new kinds of people. But maybe it's also people who always... That type of person always was around. But people were just more afraid to be their genuinely authentic selves yeah. because there was more judgment and the internet didn't exist, which wasn't providing more avenues yeah. for off the grid, quote unquote, weird yeah. shit to be accepted. Yeah. It's not necessarily that there's new kinds of people, but it's like the way that those kinds of people look in 2018 is entirely different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. People with that uh, sort of personality type or whatever it may be. I just think people are less afraid to be themselves. Yeah, I think it's amazing. And I can't wait to fucking see what shit's like when I'm 50. You know who yeah. comes to mind in this conversation for me is Gus Dapperton. Oh, dude. I love Gus he Dapperton. Kills it, what dude. an amazing person. Like, I think he's so talented as a musician. Yeah. His music sounds... He's, he's admirable, so, for sure. His music sounds so good. He, and yeah, he's admirable. He's a very... Um, I think it's very obvious that he's very genuine and a yeah. very authentic person. And yeah. he's not doing anything for attention. He's just who he is. Mm -hmm. And I, I love it, dude. I love his, I love his ability to be himself comfortably. I think it's amazing. Yeah, it really I, is. He has a pretty like dope style. I mean, yeah, as weird as it is. Like, I think it's uh, sure. Yeah. Fuck it. It's, it's his cool. own fucking thing, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's the name, dude. Gus Dapperton. Yeah. It's just genius. It's sick. So many props to Gus Dapperton. Um, so XXX died. Yeah, that's like craziness, dude. Yeah, that's Un crazy. Unbelievable. That is, that's another culture war type thing, you know? Yeah, like if you make a joke about XXX's death, then you're getting so much ridicule. You're getting like shot on certain people are like certain uh, i think it's fucked up to say i think it's i don't know it's there's there's another culture we're going on with that in terms of people saying oh he's dead he was a horrible person it's a good thing he's dead so that's a crazy thing to say it's not have you seen shit like that out like people are, people certain, are certain people say that yeah yeah you know and other people 
he genuinely provided a lot of comfort and yeah. a lot of for people who struggle with serious yeah. mental illness. Oh my gosh, dude. The emotion he was able to tap into with his music, I think was so beautiful. I think abuse and abusive behavior comes from places of mental and emotional discomfort. Yeah. Struggle. Yeah. And I think he was able like, to channel that yeah. in his music really fucking well. Yeah. And I think a lot of people really genuinely related to the struggle and emotional and mental mm -hmm. discomfort yeah. that was present in his music. Yeah, he was able to express it in such an amazing way, dude. Like, I at the same time, he engaged in really horrible, shitty, abusive yeah, behavior. Yeah, it's really true. It's really true. And I don't know, dude. Like, it's just weird to look at because he had this side to him that he seems like such an amazing person when you listen to him, just because he seems like he's so in tune with his emotions and that he would be this caring individual. And then you hear these stories of really fucked up shit, dude. Like, mm -hmm. like some of the worst things you can hear about a person. You know I think he I mean? was I think he was really trying, honestly. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. They I say think he, he was, was really, really trying, trying to be the best person he could be. And I think if I think with that going on, I would never want to apologize for somebody who is undeniably physically and sexually abusive. I would never want to condone that. But I, at the same time, I thoroughly genuinely respect and appreciate the effort to become a better person yeah so i guess that's what i'm going to say about that and i don't think it's i think it's very very rare that it's morally acceptable to badmouth a dead person yeah exactly i think i'm just going to leave it at that like yeah. I, I just think that kid really struggled with a lot of things and like I agree. You can you can sense that in his music, and even coming from this place where, yeah, maybe that um, he did all these bad things and these allegations on him are public, and everyone knows about these horrendous things that he's done. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it comes from this struggle that he has. You know what I mean? I think he really has a mental issue, like something seriously like wrong was going on with him. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to have compassion for people like that. Yeah. And in no way am I saying that like this means what he did was okay and like oh no worries uh, don't even think twice about it like it's still fucked yeah it's terrible terrible shit right but, like I don't know I don't think anyone who's doing shit like that is in a happy place themselves yeah so I just think we need to feel compassion towards both sides yeah um, I think there's a I think we need to rethink addiction and how we handle addiction in our society. Yeah. Um, in terms of, instead of punishing and how could you get the fuck off? Looking down on them. Right, and recognizing instead it's a really maladaptive pattern of behavior that a lot of them are really just trying to change. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are really just trying to get better and it's just really fucking hard. Yeah, they really struggle with it. Because there's serious neurological factors that are incredibly difficult to maneuver and disavow. Mm -hmm. um, and to just look at somebody who's struggling with addiction and say, oh, pathetic. Yeah. That, that lacks an understanding. It really does. In terms of abuse or, sh you know, shitty, shitty immoral behavior that someone's engaging in i don't know i don't know if i think the same thing should be happening i don't know it's complicated it is it really is it's complicated 
And, and it's on an individual basis. I think there's certain people that are actually sociopaths mm -hmm. who don't feel empathy and who don't give a fuck about yeah. other people. And that's, are, that's a conundrum, dude. That's insane. That but there's, there, there, crazy. that exists. It does. 100%. Sure. And, um, <laughs> yikes. Yeah, no, we're good. I'm pretty sure it's still recording. Mikey just hit the, uh, little mic on the floor, which I'd fucking keep on the floor yeah. for whatever reason. I got some long old legs. Some long old Lego loss. So, yeah, sometimes I gotta stretch them out. So, I apologize if the audio just fucked up there a little I, bit. I think we're good. I don't think I don't think it was gonna fuck up the audio. Yeah, there might um, be like a loud fucking burst and whoever's yeah. listening to this. I'm just like things. so hypersensitive to this equipment because I'm pretty fucking broke and I spent so much <laughs> money on all the equipment and I'm just like, come on, don't fucking break them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got a lot. We got a lot lying in these uh, these cameras and audio equipment here. I forgot what we were talking about before that happened, but it was. We got pretty into some crazy shit. Yeah. I think so far this has been a pretty good, good session. Good session, yeah. I How have. On time? I don't know. I have Moisa coming through. My watch is fucked up. I'm doing another podcast right after this one, which I haven't really done before. Um, we're good. We have another. Let's do this for a little bit more, and then yeah. I should like stop, and we should get ready for the next one. Okay. But yeah, man, crazy fucking shit going on. Crazy shit going on. Yeah, life is wild. Life is really wild. And I think art and self-expression is good shit to get yeah. into. Yeah, because with all this shit going on, dude, you're you're taking in so much mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. And with all the emotion internally that brews from all of that, it's really unhealthy to just let that fester inside of you. So having an outlet yeah. in art is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think people are either ignoring and avoiding the culture war that's going on. Yeah. They're playing a actual role in they're either doing that yeah. and they don't have that much shit festering inside of them cuz they're just turning away yeah, from it. Yeah. Or they're engaging in it and they're thoroughly fully on one side of it and they're a soldier in the culture war. Mm -hmm. Or there's people who are really trying to look at it and have a hard time coming to a staunch stance on it mm -hmm. and when that's happening i think there's a lot of shit brewing and i think with shit brewing you gotta make a, a beer your your brew has to make up you gotta make a batch from the brew yeah and i think it's good to make a batch that is something like i think x was doing a good job of putting music out that people related to mm -hmm. he really was you i think know? he made a lot of people lose that feeling of loneliness you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because because I think people with like that much of emotional strife feel like they're the only one in their struggle yeah. because they become blindsided to everything else happening around them and they get so wrapped up in this world that when they hear something like that that they can actually vibe with yeah. on that level, I think it creates a beautiful feeling for those people. Yeah. You know? Totally. So like he really did do a lot of good. I agree. So rest in peace. You know who did something fucking crazy? too and what we're talking and what you're talking about yeah this kid cuddy yeah oh my god yeah i don't know what it is about his music how or why what he did was so powerful but it's unbelievable the amount of stability and comfort and emotional support and friendship needed in lonely places of people's minds mm -hmm. he provided 
me included, like I was in a really dark place junior year and senior year of high school and at my lowest lows, which were really, really, really fucking low. Um, Kid Cudi, man. I'd listen to Kid Cudi and it would really help me out. Another person I was really into at that point in time who was super underrated in my opinion was this rapper Idea. So rest in peace him and everybody should check him out. But Kid Cudi, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Uh, by the way, idea, E-Y-E-D-E-A. I just want to put that out there for whoever's listening. He's yeah. unbelievable. But anyways, Kid Cudi like, garnered such an unbelievable following. It, it's insane how many people he touched. Like, I don't know if there's... I don't know. I, don't, I just genuinely don't know if there's anybody who has as deep of a fan base. Not as wide. People have more fans yeah, for than sure, Kid Cudi. Sure. I don't know if anybody has fans as deeply connected. I think as especially, Kid Cudi. especially as a rapper. Especially like, as a rapper. I think, I think without a but doubt. I th but I think in general. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. I don't know. It's I don't I don't know if I know anything like that. Yeah, I think a lot of like pop punk bands and shit like that, like Twenty One Pilots, true. have similar fans. That's bases true. That's where, true. Like, their fans really feel like whoever the artist that they're a fan of um, has helped them out tremendously. Yeah. And uh, similar thing with Kid Cudi. But I think what makes it so unique is like the rapping aspect. Yeah. Like no one really brought emotion into rapping like that until the he way came that along. he did it. Yeah. What the fuck? Created is such it? a unique sound too, dude. Like his music is so amazing. Do you think it's just the emotion in his voice? Like, what do you think it is that made him like the? the one standout factor that like separates I don't know if it has to be one standout factor yeah. I, I just don't understand I think there's a lot of people that if you ask them they're trying to do what Kid Cudi was trying to do yeah what is it about Kid Cudi what is it that really it just hit it just connected it just worked yeah for so many people cause, so heavily because he wasn't putting on this mask or this guise of like superficial look at my Rolex and Ferrari like that's what rap was predicated on. You think on he was just one of the most genuinely in touch with his emotion musically? Yeah. yeah. You think that's what it was? Yeah, I do. And I think all those people that, um, and it's fine, like, that rap about having all this money or women or drugs or whatever the fuck, like, that's totally cool if that's your style, but, like, you know that that person is a real person. So behind that musical mask that they've put on, like, sometimes they feel lonely. Yeah, there's a real. Uh, individual you yeah. know there's like serious emotion that they have and there's strife and there's mm -hmm. whatever and there's beauty and there's love and there's all these things and Kid Cudi just took that mask off and let everything be known you it's know true. he showed everything he was feeling yeah just, I think that's like what he stands for I think that's what it means to be a Kid Cudi fan to a lot of people yeah you know, I think that's why a lot of people are super proud to be Kid Cudi fans is because he's vulnerable there's this is like a corny, cheesy thing to say, but there's strength and vulnerability. Yeah. You know, like people are afraid to show that they're vulnerable, but everybody's vulnerable to some extent. And I think a lot of what's going on is people just hiding that, choosing mm -hmm. to not show that. Mm -hmm. I think there's strength. Because the strength in showing that you're vulnerable comes from look. I don't like this is who the fuck I am. I'm, I'm not even gonna play your guys game I don't know how much money I have. I don't have a Rolex or I'm not gonna brag about my role Whatever the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. That's not I don't know. I'm you know, it's just that I like to be 
but I don't know, whatever the fuck, whatever your vulnerability looks like, mm-hmm. there's strength in admitting and showing to the world, I'm not playing these games, you know? And I, I guess that's what he did. So I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it really is. Do you think X was a fan of Kid Cudi? I'm sure. Yeah. Do, do, do you know? I feel like you're, you're younger and you have more friends that are genuinely... That fuck with X. I honestly fuck with X. Yeah. Do but you, like, do you know if he? You don't. You don't know if he was a Kid Cudi fan. Did yeah, he ever like talk about it? If he ever like made a shout out to Kid Cudi, no, not that I know of. Yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe we're just drawing fucking analogs where there aren't really any. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I think this was a, a cool session. We touched on a lot of shit, dude. I don't even know. <laughs> Yeah. We got pretty deep in the depths this time. Yeah, we did. We I think did. We, we downed some coffee, some espresso, and I think we just went off to the yeah. the races. We got on our horses and ran 55 laps. I think we kept it pretty maintained, though. I don't think we uh, ever really like got too heated about anything. I don't think all. we get heated. No. I mean, that's a bold thing to say. It's very rare I, that I get, I get heated, heated, but like... You get heated? I'd say I, everyone gets heated. I get heated about certain things. Like, dude, I was in my fucking car yesterday, like in line at McDonald's. My AC doesn't work, and the line was taking so fucking long. Yeah. And I was just cooking there. Oh, dude. Like, that sucks. I was just, I was literally sweating, dude. Like Fuck waiting that. in a long ass line, and I was like getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. And like I was like, all right, man, I'm finally about to get my food. I ordered like a McChicken and a snack wrap. They give it to me, and I open the bag, and the wrap is just completely falling apart, oh, and man. it's like not put together. And they give me a filet fish instead of the McChicken, oh. and I am just fucking heated, dude. Yeah, you're, you're like literally you're like, like fuck this. Like I'm physically hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm mentally exhausted because I've been fucking like working for three days straight. Which right. Is, I mean, uh, I don't know. That's like nothing really. But I mean, at, no, at the point in time, sure, you're just yeah. At the point in time, I'm just fed up, dude. Everything is coming out, and yeah. I'm fucking heated. So yeah, I, I get heated. I yeah, I guess I get heated every now and then. Like, dude, like looking at that filet fish, man. I was <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, no. I mean, frustration definitely yeah. builds when you're not living in ideal situations. That's really what I want to do with this shit. Is just make sure my life is ideal. It'd be so fucking sick to live off of this man. Yeah, oh, it would yeah, be for so sure. dope to just do floating roots as a career like, it'd be amazing yeah unbelievable um so fulfilling too. i definitely get heated too i don't want to say i don't get heated that's what i'm saying i try not to i try to when i am heated i have to admit to myself that i'm heated but mm-hmm. i try to live my life to where i don't get to places where i do get heated uh-huh. but yeah i think we're just gonna end it there so let's yeah let's uh good session close off boom done okay cool that was lit I think that was good how long let's see how long that was probably like I'm guessing like an hour or five minutes maybe 55 minutes between that hour 11 minutes oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit